All right, I will say good morning. Good morning. Let us begin. We are continuing Mir Sashem today. Actually, going to finish Perak Chof Gimel in Mesilas Yisharim. So the Ramchal writes as follows: Coming to the end of the Perak of Knias Ha'anova. How does one acquire the Mida, the attribute of humility? So the Ramchal writes: Odin Rafsidi Ha'anova. See here, we're focusing a bit more on the things ultimately again which cause a person to lose out on the Midah of Anava. What detracts from the Midah of humility? He writes, This is so profound. He says, It's going ahead and spending too much time with people who engage in Hanifa. What's Hanifa? Well, loosely translated as flattery. Flattery. So people who, surrounding yourself with people who are constant flatterers. What's wrong with that? Asher lignov libo bechanufasam why is Hanifa? First of all, let's, let's define our terms. What's flattery? So flattery really occurs in one of two ways. Either a person goes ahead, a person goes ahead and takes something positive that I do have and amplifies it to a point that's untrue. Right? So you could take something, in other words, the core attribute might be true, might be true, but flattery then goes in and takes a core element that's true, amplifies it in a way that's untrue. I'll just say something interesting. The Shukhanach Paskins, that in Yardea, in the halachos of, of a hespid, that when delivering a eulogy, you're allowed to exaggerate. You're allowed to exaggerate a little bit. It's like if a person had a good midah, you're allowed to go ahead and build on it. So the shach says, why is that possible? Isn't that, isn't that line? I think it's the shach who brings down. Why isn't that line? And he explains, so these are words not. Because if a person had a good midah, we assume that what? If they had more time and more resources, they would have done even more with that particular midah. But there's only one time in life that you're allowed to do that with someone, and that's when? When they're dead, right? Why? Because this way, the dead person can't become a Balgaiva. The problem with flattery in this world, right? With the problem, when a person is alive, the, the challenge with flattery is everyone loves flattery. Everyone loves it. And the problem is it goes to your head and off as we're going to see, and it's not true. So two forms of flattery. Taking something that's true and amplifying it to an untrue degree or saying things that are not true at all and trying to frame them into a truth. What's the whole point of flattery, Fabra? What's the whole point of flattery? Right? We've all done this. What's the whole point of flattery? You want something. You want something. So you're going to tell a person something they want to hear in order to be able to get something from them. That's the goal. That's the goal. He says, So both say the danger is sometimes even in flattery, what happens, what happens, that sometimes what ends up occurring is that that which the person says about me is even the very opposite of what I possess. In other words, there's really like three fundamental levels, right? Level number one is taking something that's true and going ahead and amplifying it to an untrue degree. Level number two ultimately again is going ahead and taking something that's untrue and saying that it's true. Level number three is saying something that's actually the polar opposite, the exact opposite of who and what I am and trying to create a reality around that. Vihine sof sof, so we'll say, so this is so incredibly profound. Sof sof, what ends up happening? I will say this is so profound. At the end of the day, what does that mean? People are easily swayed. People are easily swayed. 
People in their nature are weak. Now, I will say, remember again, we spoke about this before. And people are easily appeased. All the more so is something for which I have a natural proclivity. Now, I will say, the Ramchal said, what do we all have a natural predisposition for? Gaiva. Gaiva. Man inherently is a bal gaiva. Which I will say, again, so, so understand, what, what does that mean? At the end of the day, my natural default is egocentricity. It's about me. It's about, it's about me. Everything is about me. That's my default. And I have to spend my life trying to work against that, to overcome that, and to, to shift from being a bal gaiva to being a bal anova, ultimately to being a, a selfless person. Sam Chal says, here's the problem. When someone flatters me, it feeds into the very default position that I have, which is gaiva, which is arrogance, and that's the danger. So suddenly I'm soaking this up, right? Because what, what am I thinking? What am I thinking inside when someone's flattering me? What am I thinking? Finally, the world sees my greatness, right? It's taken, what's taken so long? I can't believe it. I've known it all these years, right? But I'm a tzaddik nister, so I never wanted to talk about it, you know? But, but Baruch Hashem, now everyone else sees it. Now everyone else sees it. And again, let's say, on a deeper level, do you know why flattery is, is so tempting? Because what do we want? At the end of the day, what do I want more than anything? I just want to feel good about myself. You know, we spoke, we spoke a lot about this, how so often in life, like we're broken in so many ways. And I know that I'm broken. I just, I just want to feel good about myself. That's, that's really, at the end, that's what I, I want to feel good about myself. So therefore, again, what ends up happening over here, what ends up happening is that when somebody goes ahead and says something that feeds into this, it allows me to feel good about myself, which is, which, which, which is so tempting. So he goes on, he says, Certainly again, when the person who's delivering the words of flattery is someone who I hold of, right? I hold of. He comes So we'll say, especially when the words of flattery come from someone who, who I think is a good person, so I, I don't really like, I don't doubt that they're trying to manipulate me, even though at the end of the day, often that is what is occurring. It becomes like a poison. It becomes like a poison that sets in inside of me. And what ends up happening? Mamilo, I believe it. And I fall into the trap of gaiva and I break. I fall into the trap of gaiva and I break. Now I will say, so again, I want to point out with Ramchal. Ramchal over here, this is not, he's not trying to highlight the dangers of flattery. That, that we know. What he's talking about over here is, be careful who you surround yourself with. Because there are people, there are people, ultimately, again, who are flatterers. This is what they do, right? They're Bali Hanifa. And it's so tempting to surround myself with people like this. Why? Because they make me feel good about me. The problem, as we're going to see, is a twofold problem. Number one is I, be, I become a Balgaiva. And again, once I become a Balgaiva, all the dangers that we discussed, that's number one. Number two, I will say, is when you fall into the trap of absorbing flattery, People can manipulate you to do all kinds of things that you would have never done on your own. He gives examples. So I will say that Amchal uses the example of Yoash, who was the son of Achazio, the king of Yehuda, whose rabbi was Yehoyada. Yehoyada, the coin Gadol. All the days that Yehoyada was alive, so again, Yoash did the right thing. 
אחרי מוס יויודו, בו עבודה והשכילו להכניף לו ולהגדיל הילולוב, עד שדימו לאלוקו. אז שם המלך עליהם, so we'll say, so again, we're going to see that Anchal brings a number of examples of this by kings, because kings, leaders, are especially susceptible to this, because at the end of the day, remember again, they're surrounded by advisors. And what do often, often what do advisors want? What are advisors looking for? They're jockeying for other positions as well. How are they going to get their positions? By telling the leader what it is that they want to hear in order to have an elevated status in the, in the eyes of the leader. So here's an example of this. And then says something amazing. He says, most people in leadership positions fall prey to this. fall prey to this because often they are surrounded by people who don't care about them but who care about themselves and recognize that if they could flatter, if they could become Bali Hanifa, manipulate the leader, then ultimately again it'll satisfy their own needs at the end of the day. Alkane, therefore Allah says the end of the parak. Alkane, Misha in the Barosho, someone who has clarity of mind. Allah says in of Barosho means clarity of mind. יוסר יזור ויעי במעשה מי שרוצה לקנוס לא חבר או ליועץ או לפקיד על ביסו. Has to be very careful who he surrounds himself with. Who are the people who are going to be your friends? Who are the people from whom you're going to ask advice? And who are the people who you're going to put in charge of your household? Who are the people you're going to surround yourself with and whose word you're going to rely upon? מימשי יזור ויעי, listen to this. Pay more attention, pay more attention to your friends, the people you ask Eitza from, And the people you put in charge of things, pay more attention to that. More pay attention. I'll say, you know, sometimes, sometimes we pay more attention, right, to the, uh, to the food we're going to eat or to the wine we're going to drink, right, than we pay to the attention to, to, to the people that we're surrounding ourselves with. And the Ramchal says, it's so foolish. Listen to this. If you eat the wrong food, you drink the wrong wine, what's the worst case scenario? Right? You get a stomachache. Right? You, you hurt your body. That's the worst case scenario. But ultimately, again, surround yourself with the wrong people and they could destroy your very sense of self. That only someone who walks on a complete path will be a person who serves me, but a person who, who engages in deceitful behavior will not sit in my household. So David HaMelech, again, himself made this decision that when appointing his core, his kitchen cabinet, his core leadership, to identify people who are upstanding up, up individuals. Because we'll say, the godless of it is, even David HaMelech recognized he wasn't immune to Hanifa. He wasn't immune to flattery. No one is immune to flattery. No one is immune to flattery. Because everyone wants to feel good about themselves. Right? Everyone wants to be, we all want to feel built up. It's so tempting. So even David HaMelech says, I have to be careful about who I install in my household. Elo, shivakish l'chaverim t'mimim, find good friends. I'll say, what a, what, a, what a profound mandate. Find good friends. We'll say, you know, sometimes we often use the word friend and acquaintance um, synonymously. And the truth is, what's the real definition of a friend? 
The real definition of a friend is someone who, when you're doing something wrong, is going to tell you you're doing something wrong. That is the definition of a friend. Now, the truth is, off, whenever someone tells you I'm doing something wrong, it's always abrasive. It always hurts. It's always difficult to hear. But if you've ever been on the receiving end of that, you know that once you settle down a little bit, you have immense gratitude for a person like that who loves you enough to tell you, this is, this is not the right thing to do. This is not the right way to go. This is beneath you. This is not appropriate. So the Ramchal says, find good friends who when you are engaged in the wrong thing will tell you, not a good idea. Because I will say very often, I can't see things for what they are. Why? Because I'm in the thick of it. Like Chazal say, which you know means literally the person incarcerated can't free himself from jail, which is the same thing as the phrase, as you can't see the trees from the forest. So often in my own life, I can't see a lot of things for what they are. But having a good friend who loves me enough to tell me, that's wrong, that's wrong. You really shouldn't do that. You really shouldn't behave. And having the inner strength to accept what my friend, because we'll see, you know, the, the reflexive reaction when someone tells you doing something wrong, what's the reflexive reaction? Right? No, 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 you must be, you must be mistaken, right? In other words, I'm, I'm not doing anything wrong. To have the humility, this is enough, but to have the humility to say that someone who loves me is telling me something and I should at least pay attention to it a little bit, that ultimately saves a person from so much heartache in life. Salvation comes from proper counsel. The ability to live a proper life ultimately, again, comes from having good friends who ultimately, again, will tell you, will tell you what's right and what's wrong. So I will say it's different in this last piece of this particular parak, Ramchal ultimately closes out the Midav Anava by focusing us on the dangers of having the wrong peer group. Surrounding yourself, I'll say, and again, I'll just end with this. So we've mentioned this so many times. So often we think I could be friends with anyone, hang around with anyone. I'm going to be personally strong enough; it's not going to impact me. And it's not true. Everything in life we do impacts us, including the people we keep company with. They impact us. Surrounding myself with the wrong people could prevent me from seeing certain personal failures, could amplify a sense of gaiva, and totally derail my mission in life. Conversely, surrounding myself, or at least having in my life a couple of real friends who have the courage to tell me, who love me enough to tell me what's really right and what's really wrong can make all of the difference in life success and engender a true sense of humility. I will say Mazel Tov on finishing Parach of Gimel. And Mirat Hashem, tomorrow we begin. Parach of Dalin, Numid of Yirasachet, Shkoyach.